When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Here's the Sunday slate for week five, and there's lots of games that we are ready to look forward to. So let's begin with Marcus Spears. What are you most excited to see this weekend? I want to see if Cliff Kingsbury has a plan against this Philadelphia Eagles defense instead of Kyler Murray playing backyard football. We've been talking about this. What are you going to do to compensate for the loss of DeAndre Hopkins? He's coming back in a couple of weeks. Can you put together a plan to help your quarterback use some of his skill set as opposed to it looking like he's at recess? Come on, Cliff. You got to start coaching them up, bro. Uh, were viewed by many people, including some people on the show, as a playoff contender, but they've only got one win. Why? Well, because they can't stop turning the ball over. Whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton fumbling or the running backs fumbling or special teams miscues, this is why their record is what it is. The defense has held up its bend to the bargain. The offense needs to protect the football against Seattle if they want to win this game. Mina, more on the Saints in just a second, but Laura, all the buzz this week is about quarterback injuries. We begin on Sunday morning with an early game being played over in London where the Giants will have quarterback Daniel Jones. He banged up his ankle last week in the team's third win of the season. He's off the injury report. He will play against the Packers. Meanwhile, as Mina just referenced, the Saints could be Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, most likely Andy Dalton, as Jameis Winston is once again doubtful to play because of a back injury. Dalton made the start last week against the Vikings, set to do so again. Again, against Mina Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. The game is being played in New Orleans. And then finally, in New England, Mac Jones is progressing from that high ankle sprain suffered two weeks ago or nearly two weeks ago against the Ravens. Practice on a limited basis so far every day this week. I still believe Bailey Zappi is more likely to start for Mac Jones. And the team could call up Garrett Gilbert from the practice squad as the number two quarterback if Jones is officially unavailable come Sunday afternoon. Something to watch. Babyface with the news. Babyface giving us all the news here. Uh, yeah, Babyface, also known as Field Yates. Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears. Ryan Clark's going to be joining us, but he is lost at the moment trying to get to his studio. And I just tell the truth on that because it's our scene. It's amazing. Exactly. We'll, like we'll hope he finds his way. Also coming later, we're making picks for a lot of games, but Ravens, Bengals were completely split. So find out what the picks Ooh. are there. Guys, let's get back to last night. I hate to do this to people, but we have to. We have to revisit what was very ugly between <laughs> Russell Wilson and the Broncos hosting the Colts on Thursday night football. Let's pick it up in the fourth quarter. Broncos lead 9-6. to six. They're facing a third and four in Colts territory. Wilson dropping back, throwing into the end zone, but picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Big mistake for Wilson. The Colts have a shot to tie it up following the turnover and a big run from the Colts. Fourth and six from the Broncos, 13. Colts attempting a 31-yard field goal and Chase McLaughlin's kick is good, sending the game into overtime. Broncos fans leaving the stadium. And now we're in overtime. The Broncos down 12-9. They need a score. They have a fourth and one from the Colts, five. They're going to go for it. So Wilson talking it through and they line up, but a timeout ends up being called. After further discussion, Broncos again decide to line up, go for it on fourth down, but this time 
time. The Broncos come out in shotgun. Wilson taking the snap, looking for someone to throw to. He goes to Cortland Sutton. The pass broken up by Stephon Gilmore. And there's where you see it. K.J. Hamler wide open in the end zone. He told NFL Network he could have walked in. Here's Gilmore on the game ending that play. They tried me like two times in a row um, to play before. I knew he, had, he was going to come back, and I had to make him pay. He kept trying me, so I made him pay. It's very simple. I think at the end of the day, um, I got to be better. I got to play better. Um, this team, you know, this defense played their, their butts off tonight. Um, we had some key good drives. We moved the ball, you know, in, in the red zone. We just didn't get to capitalize on some of them, um, you know, and uh, there's some plays there, here and there, that we can, that we can capitalize on. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. Can't happen. Um, you know, I let the team down tonight. And uh, but the good thing is, one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. You heard Russ owning it. The red zone continues to be a major issue for Denver. There have been two instances this season of a team having at least four red zone drives in a game and failing to score a touchdown on all of them. The Broncos last night and the Broncos in week one. Denver has scored a touchdown on three of 14 red zone drives this season over the last 15 years. That's the second worst rate by any team through five games of a season ahead of only the 2008 Rams. So, Marcus, the final play for the Broncos – who do you really look at and say, all right, it, it's on you? Is it is it on Russ? Is it on the play calling, decision making? Where does that go for you? Well, one of my favorite artists, Toby Anigwe from Houston, Texas, has a song that says, try Jesus, don't try me. And that's what mm -hmm. Stephon Gilmore was saying to Russell Wilson. Listen, man, this is Russ's fault, okay? We were on Nathaniel Hackett for taking the ball out of his hands week one of the season and kicking a 64-yard field goal. So Nathaniel Hackett said, hey, I'm going to put it in your hand, sir. You are the guy that we brought in to change these kind of fates for us as the Denver Broncos. And yeah, I know what the consensus is. Run the ball on fourth down. Y'all know me as well as anybody. I'm a run the damn ball type of person when we wake up in the morning. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> but ultimately, what we show K.J. Hamler running wide open, that tells me nothing but Russell Wilson had his mind fixed that he was going to Cortland Sutton and nothing was going to happen to change his mind about that. And the play was there. Nathaniel Hackett called the pass play. The pass was wide open. You had a guy come wide open off of a rub route and Russell Wilson didn't hit him. He decided to lock on to somebody else. So this is on Russ to me. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I mean, if the player is open, it, it really does come down to the quarterback. Um, and on the previous driver, the drive to end the game as well. You know, there was calls to say yeah, they could have run the ball and it wouldn't have resulted in a turnover. But ultimately, when there is an interception, it does fall at, at the feet of the quarterback, especially when what seems to be uh, his main problem right now is vision. Uh, and frankly, it, yeah. it's pretty stunning to see uh, or to see what he doesn't see on the field, because there are so many plays now throughout the game where when you see the all 22, you see players wide open, whether it's Jerry Judy on a shallow crosser, he could have gotten the first down or KJ Hamler in the end zone there. It seems to happen time and time mm -hmm. again in this offense. And Marcus, I don't know why. I mean, I think some of it is him locking on Sun, which is, of course, a mistake when he's being defended by Stephon Gilmore as one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL who've been winning that matchup. But something has to change in this offense to at least get Russell Wilson to consider other options because at the moment he is pressing and he is forcing the ball at 14.
you know, for all the criticism that Russ has faced today, he's the one also owning a lot of it, as we heard him say. I think that's yeah. important when you think about a quarterback who's obviously down and struggling in a big way. Mina, I'm curious, did the Colts deserve credit for winning this game as ugly as it was? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, with the Colts, uh, you've kind of seen a continuation of something you saw in the Chiefs game. I mean, the Chiefs did lose that game because of special teams miscues and, and all kinds of um, mistakes on their part. But the Colts defense, I thought, played so much better in that game than they had in the beginning of the season. And you've seen that trend continue, whether it's a pass rush led by DeForest Buckner up front, who I thought was fantastic and winning in the inside of this game, or that secondary where Stephon Gilmore making plays. The Colts' stars are playing up to their talent level. This is the unit we expected to see coming into this season. So, you know, it's not all on Russell Wilson. I do think that they played really well and deserve a ton of credit. Yeah, you know, we're hoping that uh, the rest of Week 5 just only goes up from there. I, I think it probably would. And, it has and no this choice. Doesn't, right, exactly. We, we started from the bottom and we'll get somewhere, right? This was just the fourth game in NFL history with no touchdowns, at least four combined interceptions, and ten combined sacks. It's the first since 2000. So this doesn't happen often. Usually the NFL is a great show. All right, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. We have so much more coming your way. It's been a decade since Tom Brady Brady has lost three straight. Could the Falcons ruin his record? Mina has some keys to challenge QB 12. Plus, our fantasy expert Field Yates spills the tea on who you should start for your Week 5 fantasy team. You might be surprised at a couple quarterbacks that are on the rise. NFL Live is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Our Week 5 Monday Night Football matchup is an AFC West rivalry game between the Raiders and Patrick Mahomes and the 3-1 Chiefs. It's 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Our coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. Time for smart lineup decisions provided by IBM Watson. Field Yates, take us through some of your top fantasy storylines this week, starting with a couple running backs who may be back from injury. Yeah, Laura, after not having Jonathan Taylor last night, fantasy managers are looking for some reinforcements. They could have both Alvin Kamara 
and David Montgomery back for the Saints and the Bears, respectively. Both players limited in practice this week, both listed as questionable. Kamara has already indicated that he would play. And if Montgomery sits again, more of Khalil Herbert for the Bears against the Vikings. And how about some quarterbacks? People are wondering, do I have to start Geno Smith and Jared Goff after last week's shootout between those two teams? The answer is maybe not so much. I think Jared Goff is close to a top 10 play this week, but I think the Patriots will all start to slow that game down. Won't be quite as prolific for Goff, but he's been awesome. Meanwhile, Geno Smith, I'd fade him against the Saints this week. They're an excellent pass defense that I'm sure will be fired up after a disappointing loss last week in London. And then finally, a couple players going in the right direction. Let's start with Jets running back Brees Hall, who is, by the way, off the injury report, but his snap share has gone up in recent weeks. He has at least 10 fantasy points in every game, 27 targets already this season. And this is important. Chris Godwin ran 45 routes last week for the Bucs and his return. That was the second most amongst all players in the NFL. Not only is he back, Laura, he is looking like he's close to 100%. The Buck can certainly use him in a major way on Sunday against the 2-2 two and two Falcons. Yeah, that's good news, certainly for Tom Brady. And Field, let's stay with the Bucks a little bit. They host the Falcons on Sunday, as you mentioned, looking to get back in the win column after losing consecutive games against the Packers and the Chiefs. You see right there, Tom Brady hasn't lost three straight regular season starts since 2002. His streak of 299 consecutive starts without a three-game losing streak is by far the longest by any quarterback since 1950, nearly twice as long as the next longest streak, which is held by Joe Montana. All right, so I believe uh, RC found his studio. Hey, RC, welcome to the show. Hello, good people. I was wandering the parking lots of Florida. Hey, man. That sounds scary and like a headline that we don't want to hear. Uh, Mina, we start with you here. How could the Falcons challenge the Bucks in this one? They're going to run the ball, and they are good at it. Uh, one of the biggest surprises of the NFL season thus far has been how good this Falcons de- offense has been on the ground, um, largely because the offensive line, which looked really weak last year, isn't that much changed, but it's a really good case study in how scheme and a different quarterback can change a run game. They currently rank fourth in yards before contact per run, Guys, that's ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, they're not going to have Cordero Patterson in this game, who obviously is a big reason why they post those numbers. But I thought the run game looked good without him, and I expect that to be a concerted effort against a Bucks defense that you do not want to face in third and long. Yeah, I mean, I'm so proud. I could cry. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> to the quarterback, right? Like, I think, I think Marcus Mariota needs to be at about 70 to 100 yards rushing in this game if Atlanta is going to have a chance. And it's going to have to be some quarterback run, but it also is going to have to include some some uh, extended plays and him just taking off as opposed to continuing to try to look downfield. Kyle Pitts out as well. So I, I think when you get into divisional yeah. play, you have a distinct advantage on either team because we know each other. But Arthur Smith is going to continue to do what he does, Mina, and that's talk, what you just mentioned, run the football. I think it's going to have to be about his quarterback, though. Like, the run game is solid, and we saw the Kansas City Chiefs have some success in regards to moving away from Vita Vea and trying to uh, give different looks in their type of run game. But Marcus Mariota legs are the most important thing uh, for the Falcons in this football game. RC, we heard the update from Field on Chris Godwin and some of his uh, situation with his injury and maybe being healthier. You think this is a game where the Bucks wide receivers could maybe break out a little bit? 
You know what? I believe it is. I mean, you go back to last game, and Mike Evans played extremely well last week, but it was in one of those efforts to catch back up with the Kansas City Chiefs who came out in the onslaught in the first half. But we watched Tom Brady get comfortable again. We watched Tom Brady throw the ball in between the numbers with success. Also, some big red zone catches by Mike Evans. When you think about Chris Godwin, Byron Leftwich said he was the best, one of the best players he'd ever coached at the position because of his versatility, because of all the things that he could do. And Atlanta Falcons Falcons are a team, especially in the red zone, that give up touchdowns and have allowed passing games to be successful against them. And so when I look at Tom Brady and the way that we see this offense progressing, there are two things I think about this week. One, you have to run the football more than you did against the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, keeping mm. the score down will allow you to do that, but they have to get back into the play-action shots that made this offense so successful and so dangerous last year. And Mina's favorite route in the red zone is the fade. We all know that. She's actually getting a <laughs> tattoo on her other arm that says throw the fade on first through fourth. But Mike Evans is extremely capable to make those plays on fade yeah. balls and Atlanta Falcons have been susceptible to giving them up. Yeah, I, I want to be clear on something with the fade. Um, it's okay if it's Mike Evans, okay? Like, there's certain wide receivers in the NFL. When you get the matchup, I'm not going to get angry about it. In fact, I think, actually, he's probably caught the most touchdowns on fades over the last four years. I looked this up recently, and it's he's definitely up there with Mike Williams. Um, but... I expect this, you know, we saw, I think, last week, the Bucks' offense slowly getting back to normal, obviously, with their talent coming together and compensating for the persistent issues on the offensive line. I expect what Mike or what Ryan just said to continue this week. Um, and, yeah, I expect them to get a off to a hot start, just like my Mariners did. Three to zero, baby. Oh, I knew she was going to get that in. Let's go. Sorry, that's the last time I'll mention it all day. I promise. Uh, Mina, you can mention it as much as you want. In fact, you tweeted out that you may not even be awake for this show because of all the uh, cheering you were going to have to do for the Mariners. So I'm I'm glad that you're here. All right, so we hate the fade unless you're Mike Evans. Let's pick this game. Marcus, you go first. Bucks or Falcons, give us a score and tell us why. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I think it goes along with what we were talking about from an offensive standpoint. I think they get it rolling, and it's simply about their talent coming back. And if Lenny gets going because of all of these wide receivers, we'll see a familiar offense in Tampa. Yeah, I've also got the Bucks. I think not having Patterson and Pitts is just going to be too much for that Atlanta offense mm -hmm. to overcome, especially against a Bucks defense that's going to be coming out angry after getting embarrassed last week. No, Mina makes a great point about the Bucks defense stepping up after last week and also some of those missing players. But I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win because they have an opportunity to start to progress as we've seen them throughout many of the seasons as they get healthy and also as this defense starts to realize, okay, every week we don't just line up and play. We have to come out and perform. All right, yeah, I'm picking the Bucks too, guys. Uh, and as someone from Atlanta, Ooh. I feel really gross saying this, but Tom Brady is 10-0 in his career against the Falcons, of course. The most memorable one was a 25-point comeback in Super Bowl 51. Mm. Womp, womp. Maybe I'm trying to do a reverse jinx here. I don't know. All right, we got more NFL Live coming your way after the break. We get into the Cowboys. They're looking like stars compared to the Super Bowl champion Rams right now after the Rams proved us all wrong on Monday. Find out which of us still has faith in LA. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Coming this week on Sunday NFL Countdown before the NFL's most dominant defenders square off, we're sitting down Micah Parsons and Aaron Donald. Just seek and destroy. Everything I experience, I want to relay that all over again. It's, it's nothing like it. Plus, all access inside King Henry's Royal Collection of Fan Art. Kick off your Sunday with us on NFL Countdown at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Limelight is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's look at some matchups to watch on Sunday. Marcus, start us off with Giants Packers. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing Adore Jackson, the cornerback for the New York Giants, face off against Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers. Dobbs is trying to, is turning into Aaron Rodgers' number one target, and we saw him match up against C.D. Lamb, and for a large majority of their game, Adore Jackson I'm talking about, he has some success. So the young fella from Green Bay is starting to ascend. Aaron Rodgers is building that trust with him. Adore Jackson and Romeo Dobbs is a matchup to watch. So the Carolina Panthers' best chance at staying in this thing versus San Francisco is, of course, up front. Their defense has been very good. And Brian Burns versus, versus a backup, backup left tackle in Jalen Moore. Colt McKivitz was hurt last week. He, of course, is playing in relief of Trent Williams. Well, that's what it's going to take for Carolina to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. Their defense is going to have to keep them in this, force some turnovers, force Jimmy Garoppolo to make bad decisions. It starts with Brian Burns. You know what? It looks like the world is upside down. Marcus Spears is talking about DBs and wide receivers, and me and Mina are talking about the trenches. I want to see if Miles Garrett can start getting this pass rush going for the Cleveland Browns. And look, you know Rashawn Slater is out. He's the guy who was the linchpin on that offensive line, and you have to protect Justin Herbert, especially with him getting banged up early on in the season. And when you don't get to him, he will cut you up like Gensu. He will actually cook, and it's not just hot ramen like we are seeing in Denver. And so if Miles Garrett could get to him, you can maybe stop some of those things and some of those big plays down the field for Justin Herbert. I like when what? they make that I like when they make that little train with the onions and the smoke Ooh. be coming out. That's my favorite thing That's at the you know it's good. Marcus, then, but here's the question. Do y'all let them throw shrimp in your mouth? I yes. told him. I told no, the sir. chef, hey man, I ain't no, let no sir. man throw no shrimp in my mouth. Why? <laughs> I'm afraid of choking on it. Yeah, that's true. You gotta catch it in the right spot. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 Let's get it back. The oh, Cowboys are winners.
of three straight with Cooper Rush filling in for the injured Dak Prescott. They face the defending Super Bowl champs who will have to come up with a plan for the Dallas defense that stifled offenses with its pressure. Let's dig a little deeper on that pass rush. They've generated 65 pressures, third most by any team through four games of a season since ESPN began tracking pressures in 2009. That could continue on Sunday against Matthew Stafford and the Rams offensive line, which has struggled. Stafford's been sacked 16 times, which was tied for second most in the NFL entering this week. No doubt that that Dallas defense has been dominant. Marcus, how do the Rams try and counteract this Cowboys pass rush? Yeah, legit just recovering from what we just talked about. Um, listen, the Rams running game has to be prevalent. The one thing that Dallas defense uh, has shown the propensity to give up is some explosive plays on the ground. And this defense, once they get you in the third and five plus, it's probably the hardest defense to play against in the NFL because of that rush group that they have. So I'm looking for Henderson and Akers. They got to turn into Ofo Adrian Peterson or something. They got to turn into some some monsters this game and then find somebody else to spread the ball to. But more importantly, this run game for the Los Angeles Rams is going to help facilitate everything else that they need in order to try to beat this Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, Ryan, the Cowboys offense has been clicking, you know, even without Dak yeah. Prescott. How can they keep that going against the Rams? You know, if you look at this offense, they've gotten better every week, and Cooper Rush has kind of found his place in this offense. CeeDee Lamb stepping up, making number one plays. Obviously, Michael Gallup is back on the outside. And what Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard has done is provide some explosive plays, and we've seen Zeke with some very physical running in tough running and matchup situations. But here's what I want y'all to think about, and Marcus knows this guy, and we all do. There's always this offensive lineman that actually used to play like tailback when he was in high school or play something when he was in <laughs> Little League and he has runner's legs. He has like kind of like Kenyan ankles, you know, those marathon ankles. But up top, he's built like a big dude, right? He got a big belly. He got a barrel chest. That's what the Los Angeles Rams are on defense. They're top heavy. You know, Aaron Donald's really good. Bobby Wagner's really good. And so is Jalen Ramsey. Everybody else, they kind of like, ugh. They're the little ankles of the offensive linemen. And when you think about this secondary, everyone but Jalen Ramsey is getting toast. If it's not Aaron Donald being able to create pressure, then they aren't getting yeah. pressured. If Bobby Wagner isn't running sideline to sideline, being physical on the run, they're getting run through as well. And so for the Los Angeles Rams, it's about Raheem Morris figuring out how to get everyone playing together cohesively like we saw last year down the stretch and finding a way to slow down this Dallas Cowboy offense that doesn't have to score a ton of points because they play defense so well. Yeah. I mean, we know what the Cowboys want to do on offense, right? They want to run the ball and they want to give uh, Cooper Rush easy shots off of play action to CeeDee Lamb. And for me, on the Rams side, to Rossi's point, because you're not quite as talented, perhaps, as you were in the past, it comes down to discipline. This Rams defense has struggled greatly against play action this year. 28th in expected points added per play off of the play action pass. Um, and really, the safety position has been, vulner- has been vulnerable in that area, and as well as linebacker. And I think that's going to be yeah. a huge issue in this game. Can you be disciplined? Can your eyes not betray you in, in, on those play action passes? As long as they can limit what Dallas does over the top and force them to, get their, to string together long drives. I think Cooper Rush will get patient. He has tried to turn over the ball before. They can get him to force some ball, some bad balls in this one and, and keep in it. Yeah, y'all, I'm, listen, here, here, my bad. Here's, here's the thing for me. Like, we, we, we talk about these gurus in the NFL 
and Sean McVay got to figure something else out. Like, we were all texting each other mm. during that game. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup had 20 targets in the last game. That ain't going to work against this defense. And so when I, when I look at the thing in totality and we talk about players and their talent and what they have and what they're not doing well, he has to take a lot of responsibility on himself about how to get this offense moving, how to get more people involved as well when we start talking about the Rams now and down the road. This ain't the defense to be one-dimensional in. This ain't the defense to give yeah. tales away about what you're about to do from mm -hmm. an offensive standpoint. So that's what I'll be looking forward to. There's a there's an amount of pressure that should be laid at the feet of Sean McVay as well as we talk about Matthew Stafford, this offensive line, the defensive line, and the secondary. Because last game, he got one-dimensional as much as his football team. Yeah, you know, we yeah. keep talking about maybe OBJ ends up there, ends up back there, and, and that feels like a fix, but you got to survive until he can get there, even if he decides to continue yeah. on with the Rams. Let's pick this game between the Rams and the Cowboys. Marcus, you get to go first. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, 20-17. to 17. And look, y'all, re really went back and forth on this, but I – like, I don't trust Matthew Stafford right now. I'm just being honest. And I know his mm -hmm. offensive line has a lot yeah. to do with that. And with Dallas rush, rush group, the way Trayvon Diggs play, is playing at this game at a very high level, I think they're going to force Matthew into one or two turnovers in this game, which may be the difference. I'm going with the Rams. I'm nervous about it for all the reasons that we've articulated. But here's the thing. As good as Cooper Rush has played – he has tried to give away the football a few times, and they've gotten lucky. I think at this point his luck does run out. Aaron Donald forces him to make a bad decision. Jalen Ramsey capitalizes. The Rams have been a close one. You know, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, and it pains me to say it because I'd rather pick the Rams than pick the Cowboys. But I just love defense, and I love the way that this team what? is moving around. I love the fact that they decided with a guy like Anthony Barr, you can put Michael Parsons in the place where he gets to rush multiples of times against different, against different players and different people. Also in the back end, Donovan Wilson's emergence, and now obviously Trayvon Diggs playing at an all-pro level. I just think they're too much defensively for the Rams to handle, especially after what I saw on Monday. R.C., you're supposed to love me. Man. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's all in. You don't play for him no more. All right. Listen. Oh, so man. boys are on the boys are on the Cowboys. Girls are on the Rams. I'm going with the Rams too, and no, I, I am not, nervous buddy. about. I know. I'm nervous about it, and and you're never gonna let me live this one down if I'm wrong, and and I'm probably wrong, but I just have this feeling that they're gonna turn it around at some point, and I feel like it might be this week. So have why some not? confidence. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dogging my pick and considering changing it. Also, I would say that I think smaller ankles are better than bigger ankles, RC. Back to your uh, ankle analogy. But anyway, let's get to some injuries, and we hope that none of them are ankles. Uh, with Field, we're going to start with Michael Thomas. Go ahead, Field. Yeah, Laura, I get to play bearer of bad news for the next 30 or so seconds. As Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is again out on Sunday. He got banged up with the foot injury a couple of weeks back. Didn't practice at all this week. We already told you earlier that Jameis Winston's doubtful to play on Sunday, so likely no Jameis Winston and no Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints against the Seahawks. Keenan Allen also out. Four straight game that he will miss due to a hamstring injury. Hasn't practiced this week. He was starting to make some signs of progress. And now, no Keenan Allen again against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. So perhaps more of Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer also filling in as that backup wide receiver there in Los Angeles. 
for the Chargers. And then the Ravens, who are already thin at wide receiver, will be without Rashad Bateman. He's got a foot injury, didn't practice at all this week. He's out on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Devin Duvernay, who seemingly has scored on every touch he's had so far this year, probably steps up in that number one wide receiver role. But if I were a betting man, whatever the over-under is from Mark Andrews' catches and receiving yards, I will be pounding the over on Sunday night, Laura. He is the go-to guy in a major way. Yeah, that's probably a really good call, Field. We're going to pick that game a little bit later on, Ravens and Bengals, so stay tuned for that. But coming up next, the bird battle between the Eagles and Cardinals on Sunday with soaring confidence in the 4-0 Eagles. Why is Jalen Hurts telling us not to count the Cardinals out? The answer next on NFL Live. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Time for our FanDuel Sportsbook same game parlay. Marcus Spears, tell us if you think these three things will happen on Sunday. We start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Will he throw for over 200 yards? I'll take the under on this one, Boogie. Listen, Jimmy G in this offense relies on yards after catch. Obviously with Debo Samuel, and I don't think this Carolina Panthers defense, after watching what uh, Debo did last week, is going to allow him to get loose. So under for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, you just picked the Cowboys over the Rams. Zeke Elliott will rush for over 50 yards. Yeah, Zeke will be over 50 yards. This is the only way that the Cowboys offense has been having success between he and Tony Pollard uh, playing off the play action with that. So I got Zeke with the over of 50 yards. Man, y'all better up Zeke numbers. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it can only go a lot higher from 50 yards, right? That's not that much. Okay, (laughs) will A.J. Brown score a touchdown? Yes, he will. (laughs) Listen, I think Jalen Hurts is playing games right now. He got Devontae one week. He got Goddard one week. And now this is going to be A.J. Brown's opportunity. And in the red area, you got to match him up man to man because there's so many weapons on the field for Jalen Hurts. He going to find this guy, A.J. Brown, for ATD for sure. All right, you've heard our picks. Now you can use those or make your own to build a same-game parlay with FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Let's get to the Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett, making his first career start in Buffalo this week. Here's what Pickett said about being underdogs. You guys, everyone else thinks we're underdogs, but we don't. So, you know, we're going to go in there with some confidence. Um, We know how great we can be when we're detailed and we execute at a high level. So that's something that we need to take care of, you know, during the week or we won't have a shot. 
little taste. What's your expectation for Pickett starting now? Well, I think, one, he's going to bring more energy. You saw the excitement that he brought not only to the crowd, but to the to the field, right? Also the players around him, that different level of energy and also a confidence. Kenny Pickett threw the football down the field. He gave his wide receivers a chance, and he was willing to make plays. And I think that'll be an added element far more than Mitchell Trubisky was able to do. But it's a tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Dolphins quarterback Teddy Bridgewater starting this week with Tua Tungavailoa out with a concussion. Here's what Bridgewater said about his role. Honestly, it's just be yourself. Um, I can't be I can't be Tua. I had to learn the lesson when I was in New Orleans. I couldn't be Drew Brees. So it's like, as long as I continue to be myself, the guys realize, man, this guy isn't faking. He's not trying to be something he's not. It's like it's a sense of relief. Marcus, what do you expect from this Dolphins offense with Bridgewater at QB? I expect them to play play well with a full week uh, of Teddy practicing and getting ready. We know the weapons that this team has in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But more importantly, I don't know if there's many teams in the league that have more comfort in their backup quarterback than what Teddy Bridgewater has displayed. He alluded to what he did in New Orleans. I believe he went 5-0 and in the absence of Drew Brees. I expect this offense to do very well. It'll be different, but it'll be a lot of the same. Jalen Hurts and the undefeated Eagles facing the Cardinals. Listen to this from Hurts at the end of his press conference this week. I will say this, too. Um, I didn't get any questions about the Cardinals for real this, this game, so I don't want y'all thinking this is – this is a really good team we're about to play. They 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 have a really good defense, disruptive up front. Um, they have speed on on the back end. So um, let's let's not set the precedent for that. This is a good football team. Respect from Hertz there, Mina. What's the key for Hertz facing the Cardinals defense? <laughs> um, he might be uh, big upping them a little bit, but I'll tell you one thing: he is going to be prepared for, and that is the blitz. Arizona blitzes at the highest rate in football, in part because they have to. They don't get really get pressure without sending extra guys. Um, but you can, I can guarantee you Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense are going to be preparing for that because they haven't been blitzed that much this season. He has been up and down against the blitz at various times during his career. I guarantee you he's going to be ready for it this weekend. We'll see. I like, though, that he wanted to stop the media a little bit and say, all right, you guys didn't even ask me about the Cardinals. Showing a little maturity there from Jalen Hurts. Up next on NFL Live, Burrow to Baltimore. Will Joe Cool rule or will Lamar Jackson take the Bengals to school? Marcus tells us why this could be Burrow's breakout game against this Ravens D. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NFL Live is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's get to the Bengals and Ravens renewing their rivalry on Sunday night football. And Joe Burrow torched the Ravens last season en route to becoming the first player in NFL history with multiple 400-yard passing games against the same team in a season. Here's what Burrow had to say about Sunday's matchup and whether or not he sees any differences in Baltimore's defense following the departure of former defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. They're a little less aggressive than they were with him, but they're still still the old Baltimore. You know, they're going to get up and challenge you. They're going to pressure. They're going to you know, try to keep you on your heels. So, you know, I think we have a good plan for them, but we know it's going to be a challenge. They have the best corner duo that we've played so far. They're going to be a, a challenge for our guys and, and for me. Um, so I think it's a, an exciting challenge for us to go out and prove ourselves on, uh, on primetime. All right, RC. So Burrow saying it is going to be a challenge for him. What, what are you looking out for with Burrow facing off against this Ravens defense? Hey, you know what? It was a challenge for me to find this building, too. You know, there are it things was. in life that may become challenges that you just don't expect to be. I don't necessarily know what type of challenge this will be for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, when you look at the two games from last year, obviously they were extremely successful, Joe Burrow and the crew that he has outside. But also you think about Jamar Chase going for over 200 yards last year at Baltimore. Obviously the 500-yard game when they played at Cincinnati. And the Baltimore Ravens haven't been better in pass defense this year at all. You know, you think about the Miami game, also the Buffalo comeback and some of the things we've seen this year just wide open wide receivers based on too much disguise based on not enough communication in the back end and you know if you do that against the Cincinnati Bengals you're in trouble I think what Jamar I think what Joe Burrow has in his pocket this game is that the Baltimore Ravens don't rush well and if you want to stop Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals it's about being able to get pressure the Baltimore Ravens have not been able to do that with four people rushing and so if you're going to get out the south side and single Jamar Chase and single T Higgins and a Tyler Boyd to have time inside they're going to eat you up so unless the Baltimore Ravens come up with a new plan that I haven't seen I expect a lot of success from Joe Burrow in this offense yeah man as my wife uh continues to make me so mad of passing me with um on seasons of stranger things one of the strangest <laughs> things in the NFL is that the Baltimore Ravens cannot Go, rush the passer as you alluded to, R.C., like the problem is, man, is that they look at this, <laughs> look at the sack percentage. Just look at these rankings, man. <laughs> like this is not the Baltimore Ravens of old. 29th in sack percentage, pressure percentage 24th and 20 plus yards completion <laughs> or worse. And I know we lay all of these things at the feet of these defensive backs. And usually I'm the first to take up for defensive linemen in the rush. But this is a th- this is a group effort. Usually what happens in the yeah. NFL is that when you have a good rush group, coincidentally, your secondary is really good. And the Ravens up front is costing 
that secondary. They're having to cover too long based on the defense that they're playing. And then when you think about the last game against Josh Allen, and we talked about it, uh, there were opportunities to get Josh Allen on the ground that, that turned into a fourth and one conversion and a touchdown. So at some point up front, Calais Campbell, Owe, uh, Matabike, these guys have to start applying a certain amount of pressure, too, to help this back end, especially against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals with these type of weapons. Mina, how does this Bengals defense try to slow down Lamar Jackson? You know, Laura, I think Cincinnati's defense is one of the best units in the NFL that we almost never talk yeah. about. Um, mm. They're that just really yeah. solid at every level. Like, they don't have the mm -hmm. biggest names. And we know Trey Hendrickson, certainly on the show, and Jesse Bates. But for the most You're part, <laughs> these aren't widely known superstars. And yet, they just execute they have a good four-man rush the linebackers are super solid they play with great eye discipline and on the back end they limit big plays on top of that their defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo he's like whoever designs Ryan Clark's suits they're bespoke for every game and they're always excellent tailored to whoever he's playing so I actually think this is a pretty significant challenge for Baltimore because there aren't going to be easy explosive plays the Bengals will make you work for it Let's pick this one. Marcus, you first. Bengals or Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a, a lot of those guys on defense. Another guy I, I think about is Sam Hubbard as well, who's playing well. But with all of that yeah. being said, yes. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I think, I think Lamar Jackson is going to Superman this game, all right? And I almost said the other thing that Soldier Boy said for so many years. But Ooh, when you think about when the ba Baltimore Dude. Ravens' backs are against oh. the wall, and we've talked about the problems that they've had late in games in fourth quarters offensively. I think Lamar Jackson has a personal uh, deal to fix that this week, hmm. especially coming off of what Cincinnati did to him last year. I only know one Soldier Boy lyric, and I don't think I can say it on this show. So I'm just going to say the Ravens in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. I, I believe I picked Cincinnati. I started. We started talking about shrimp, and and then we ewed, and then Mina <laughs> talked about my suit. But I think I picked Cincinnati for all the reasons I said before I talk. And then Mina also mentioned my uncle Lou, and I got a lot of faith in him as well. Yeah, guys, I'm picking Cincinnati too, and I think it's interesting that we're split on these picks. I, I kind of could go. Either way, this is right. I, I just I feel exactly this is, right. this is great for all of us, right? I do feel like Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to have a breakout game soon and kind of look a little bit more like what they looked last year, especially knowing how complete they are. Hey guys, I do want to point something out. Adam Schefter just tweeted saying that Patriots quarterback Mac Jones is listed as doubtful for Sunday's game versus the Lions. Yeah. That puts rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi in line to make his first Bailey NFL Zappi. start. We kind of saw that coming, but the news <laughs> now a little a bit more game. official. All right. Uh, we got time for. Too. I know we got time for one more thing before we go. Uh, Mina yeah. Kimes has been multitasking here. Mina, this is I'm what here. you said. <laughs> yeah. No, I showed up. I'm real. I'm is lying. that really you on TV with us? <laughs> the Mariners are playing. Oh no, that's yeah. Mina watching the Mariners up, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her during the outtake. That Look, wasn't during, during the breaks. Those were the commercial breaks. They the Mariners taping. Three nothing, they always guys. taping, Mina. They're all, hey, guys, the big eye in the sky, don't lie. I love it, Mina. I love the fact that you love your teams. And honestly, you have one of the better quarterbacks that's been in Seattle in a very long time in Geno Smith. Mina, so, didn't you yeah, throw a lot we of love Geno. Didn't you throw a lot of first pitch what for a time. them? 
Didn't you throw out a first pitch for them, Mina? Yeah, she I nailed did, it, too. I did, and they made it the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. That's, makes you think. She's that's good. Why, Look, that's Look why. here's the score that's right why. now, guys. That game is on ESPN, so you should go check it out. A bottom of the third, no outs between the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Uh, Mina, the Mariners going all the way. They winning this thing hey. or what? She's watching now. Look, oh, she's God. looking now. She's like leaning to the <laughs> no, side. No, 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 I'm watching. She's not even paying attention to us. <laughs> I'm You're not going to show me them, Laura. And I'm I didn't go to sleep last Friday you. either. I couldn't hear. And you watching the show. See you next week on NFL we Live. We will get fired. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.